Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay, so you asked, and now the Steven Universe casting crew are answering. Hey, I'm Mackenzie Atwood, and in this episode of the Steven Universe podcast, we're celebrating the fandom. It's for you and thanks to you, as the cast and crew universe tackle questions that you guys submitted. We've got some great questions and an equally great lineup to answer them. Matthew Moy, who voices Lars, storyboard artist Lamar Abrams, Zach Callison, who voices Steven, Michaela Dietz, the voice of Amethyst, and Dee Dee Magno Hall, who voices Pearl. But first, one of the newest storyboard artists to join the Crewniverse, and the one responsible for storyboarding and writing a lot of the question and reunited. Mickey Brewster, you're here to answer some fan questions. So the first one comes from After Pink Diamond, and they want to know, who's your favorite character to storyboard? That would be either Ruby or Amethyst. Amethyst because I just like her, and I think she looks really cute, and Ruby because <laughs> she's so excitable yeah she's really fun to act and her her square head is cute and kind of easy to draw <laughs> True. <laughs> okay cool anonymous wants to know how do you come up with the way that each character will respond to a new situation just like thinking of all the different ways they could react and then choosing one i always try to think about what a fan who really really loves this character would want to see because i feel like when you love a character you can watch a show for that character and you'll just be mm -hmm. delighted to see them being themselves because that's what you love about them so i try to pick what feels the most unique to them like if i draw four characters reacting to something i want them to be i would want them to be unique in some way unless Whatever they're reacting mm -hmm. to is so broad that they would actually feel the same way about it. Yeah, cool. I didn't, I didn't expect that. Oh, fan <laughs> approach. That's awesome. So, next question is from Tall, Pale, and Anxious. Uh, <laughs> Great. Know, yeah, I know, right? They want to know what kind of motifs in music or design are most interesting to you. I think I am really drawn to a lot of the gem architecture that's on Earth. Um, mm -hmm. Like the old kind of overgrown temples and that sort of thing, or like the overgrown dungeons and like the crashed ships. I've always really liked adventure games and Dungeons and Dragons and that sort of thing, and that's what it reminds me of. That's awesome, yeah. It does feel like a D&D &D map. <laughs> yeah, it's just inspiring. It just makes you want to run around in there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Last question is from Lou, who wants to know, if you were in the Steven Universe world, what do you think your gem weapon would be? <laughs> this question is so cute. Um, <laughs> I think I would want to have a great sword because number one, they're really cool. And two, I want everything I do to hit really hard. <laughs> yeah. That's that my answer. Really cool. We haven't yeah. seen something like that. Yeah. That's a good answer. Nice OC. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. Yeah, thank you. And next up, to answer some more fan questions, Matthew Moy, who voices Lars, and storyboard artist Lamar Abrams. 
All right, I'm here with Matthew Moy and Lamar Abrams. Uh, so first up, first question I have is from Trust Speak Fight. Which character would you have resonated with most as a child? I would say Pearl or Lars. Just for Pearl, she worries so much, and I worry a lot as a person. <laughs> um, I think for me, maybe Sapphire. Um, she's very like observant, and I feel like I was like a quiet and observant child and i just kind of wanted to like interesting handle things in a way that was like i don't know diplomatic and like like calm and you know sometimes that can be like a negative thing for some people but i think i would have like identified with her like the most it's just like yeah she's just trying to like make everybody understand even though she sounds cold and analytical but i don't know i think i think that's cool trait to have <laughs> yeah um okay cool next question is from marley sb what was the hardest scene to voice act for uh for me it was when lars became the space captain that was such a dramatic switch and i'm so used to being insecure complex lars flat of teen angst and then all of a sudden when he's this captain he's so confident and he's mm-hmm. like knows all this space lingo <laughs> and i think also i had this my own image in my head. I kept doing like William Shatner. I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> it's not the that only way to do me. that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for me, um, it wasn't an episode with uh, Buck because he's got a pretty like chill demeanor. It's never like, you know, his voice has never pushed you hard. But um, I voiced. Uh, I love Buck. <laughs> I love Buck. <laughs> Outside of Buck, um, I got to voice one of the zoom-ins. Um, I believe it's J10. I always get them mixed up. J10 and Y6. But uh, the zoom-in's voice is so, like, energetic. And, like, like he's just, like, exuberant and happy. And it was really tiring to <laughs> do that for, like, a whole, like, session and just, like, keep it up and... I was like, wow, people, you know, have they voice characters that like yell all the time and like scream and stuff. And like, how do they how do they do this? Like, I'm I'm tired just like <laughs> saying like, hi, like in a really like intense, you know, way and like just sounding like really over the top all the time. So that was probably the, the zoom in voice was probably the the most the hardest one for me. Right. Right. OK, cool. Next question is from Riley. Uh, they want to know, how much do you feel for your character and the situations they're in? Like, how much can you relate to them? Mm, well, as an actor, you know, you you just have to relate to them somehow. So you, you're able to do it. So once you can do that, you know, it's a pretty successful feeling. Yeah, I think, it too, it's like, you know, you get in there and you, like, look at the lines. So you kind of have to take a moment to think about your own, like, tone and, like, mm. there's a lot to consider. And I... Uh, Personally, I don't feel like it's as much as relating as just trying to get across the correct feeling. Um, Even if you can't relate, like if you can get across the right feeling in the tone of your voice and the way you're acting. And, you know, like, you know, Rebecca is there and there's people there to, to, you know, you do a couple of line reads. It's like, you know, try it, you know, have Buck sound more disinterested. Have him sound kind of <laughs> kind of excited, but you know, it's still with Wait, have you Buck ever gone that direction? Can you make Buck more disinterested? Yeah, I, I think so, but just like <laughs> it's like, you know, I'll read it and it's like, oh, that one's good. Maybe try it in a lower tone. Okay, that one's good. Try it in a higher tone. That one's good. Right. And then they, they have to pick one that yeah. fits the best. So you kind of, you know, you, you get used to um, doing a voice 
the same voice in a lot of different ways to make sure it kind of comes across right. So I think so long as it comes across right in the end, you don't necessarily have to relate too hard. Right, right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Next question is from Ray, who wants to know what kind of antics do you, uh, do the voice actors get up to in the booth? And if you have any funny or memorable times recording. <laughs> oh, man. You know, this one time I remember. So, at, how long have we been doing the show now? For like five years. Five years. So, <laughs> I think on year four, I met Estelle for the first time. Oh my God. The only time I've wow. ever recorded with maybe 80% of the cast was the pilot. Mm-hmm. I remember Estelle wasn't there, but Zach was there. All the other gems were there. Yeah. Um, Kate was there. And I was there. But I've never met Estelle. So after four years, and I'm like, I'm like a big puppy dog when I meet people. I'm like, hey, Estelle, nice to meet you. I'm Matt. I play Lars. Ah, you know, like a chicken with his head cut off. <laughs> and Estelle just looks at me and she goes, hey, Lars, nice to finally meet you. And that was it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so awkward, but I love this. It sounds almost like that's what Garnet would say to Lars. I know. If It was so yeah. freaking wild. I was like, oh my gosh, we're all the same. <laughs> That's really funny. I, I met Estelle recently as well after like not ever seeing her. I think I saw her walking down the street one day like I was going to get lunch and I saw this That's woman. That's random. It wasn't even in the studio. I think wow. she was like maybe going to get a bite as well and was coming back. And like I saw this woman with like, you know, glasses on and I was like, wow, she looked cool. And then I like realized like, wait. Was that Estelle? And I didn't say hi. I should have. I was like, she's never around. I need to. Uh, and then I like yeah. felt bummed. I eventually met her, but I remember um, this one time I was voicing Buck with um, is it Brian Posehn, sour cream, and oh, yeah. Reagan Gomez who yeah. does uh, Jenny and Kiki and Jenny. Yeah. Um, I think. Buck and Jenny are supposed to be like, like egging sour cream on, and we had to kind of like make up this like quick like, go 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 sour cream sour cream do it do it do it like like we had to kind of make up this like little <laughs> song in the background and like characters were talking over it while they were doing that like sour cream was dropping a beat and they were just like yeah you're so cool buddy yeah do it and I don't know that was kind of a fun little like kind of improvised. Uh, moment that sticks out in my head right now. That's fun, yeah. When you get to do those side <laughs> things, the sidewalla that nobody hears. You yeah, <laughs> I really like sidewalla because um, yeah. you can kind of just say whatever and I don't know, you, you kind of hope someone hears it, like someone watching is like, ha ha, that's funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they just notice. Uh, but yeah, that was that was fun. Awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, I have another question from Anonymous. Uh, they want to know if you could sum up your character in one quote or moment from the show, what would it be? Oh, man. If you don't say bingo bongo, I'm going to be a little disappointed. I'm not going <laughs> to Does that sum up Lars, though? <laughs> no, no, no. Lars no, isn't just like a bingo bongo, I'm done, seal the deal. No, he's not like that. He's, he's, a, <laughs> he's more he's than a that. complicated fellow. Yeah. This is what sums up Lars. <laughs> <laughs> just like grunting uh, Steven that's <laughs> okay that's okay Lars's inner monologue all the time Steven what did you get me into <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect one of the first lines I wrote for Buck I think Steven is observing the cool kids while they're inside the pizza shop and Lars is like afraid to go in there and you kind of overhear 
Jenny telling the story and Buck's first line is like, that's nasty. I don't like nasty stuff. And <laughs> I feel like he's, he's said like, you know, that's nasty. Like that's after nasty. that, like, and I guess that, that sums up <laughs> Buck. Like, like he's not like, oh, gross. He's just like, mm, that's nasty. No, like, so <laughs> but still like, yeah. like he won't like run away screaming. He'll just like, be like, no, nah, that's that's not, not for, me. for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. Another question from Anonymous. They want to know, what would you say has been your top favorite episode to be a part of? Oh, man, that's so hard. There were so many good ones. Mm. Gosh, I mean, Lars of the Stars was so cool. The baking yeah. episode was cool because I love baking, too. Wow. So I was like, oh, my gosh, we're both bakers. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, the whole wanted arc was cool. I don't. I don't know. That's really hard. Mm, I don't know either. Um, I guess <laughs> the episode that stands out to me right now is um, is Buck. Is Mayor Dewey running for mayor again? And he's making T-shirts with Steven. Oh yeah, I and cannot they're, like yeah. shooting them out shirt, of the cannons. Shirt club. Yeah. yeah, I I I think Buck is using like Steven's art for the shirt, right? And he's kind of like laughing yeah. at it, not laughing, but he's just like, yeah, the art is bad and it's funny. It's like this weird ironic art, yeah, thing. And uh, yeah, it's like ironic, and yeah. it kind of hurts Steven's feelings. And then Steven goes on like a T-shirt cannon spree and like. Some people are laughing at Buck's artwork that's on his on the shirt because he like made his dad a poster when he was younger, so it was kind of flipped on him. And Buck sheds a single tear at the end. Oh yes, of the I remember that from behind his glasses. I remember that too. And it's like, <laughs> wow, he does have emotions. Like even though he's like on a tone, and you know, I don't know. Like sometimes you see his eyes, sometimes you don't. Uh, yeah, you never know what he's feeling. But I think that was. That was a fun episode because it was like a like a like a Buck and Mayor Dewey focused episode. So you kind of get to see his yeah, relationship I remember that his, yeah his relationship to his dad yeah. and like you know him and Stephen kind of became closer as friends and they they got to understand each other. So that one was fun. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for answering all these fan questions. No problem. Thank you. And coming up, Zach Callison, who voices Steven, Michaela Dietz, the voice of Amethyst, and Dee Dee Magno-Hall, who voices Pearl, are all stepping up to answer a few more of your questions. All right, I'm here with Dee Dee Magno-Hall, voice of Pearl, Michaela Dietz, the voice of Amethyst, and Zach Callison, the voice of Steven. Thank you guys for joining me. Yeah. Hey. So happy to be here. Awesome. So we got some fan Q&A for you guys. Um, so let's just kick it off with Jennifer. Uh, now they want to know, um, what is something that you think your favorite Steven Universe character would never say aloud? Mm. <laughs> Can I get a double-double with cheese, please? <laughs> 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 um, I feel like Amethyst would never say, I love you. Oh, Whoa. Yeah, that's not really? true. I feel, I, like, I feel like she like, would show it. She would show it a different way. Yeah, some people have a she hard time saying she it. She wouldn't say it. She would that's show fair. it, but I don't know if she'd say it. Um, I had a, I does had that a, make you guys sad that I said that? I had a, I, I had a, a really dark one. I, I feel oh, like no. I feel like Steven wouldn't. I feel like he doesn't have like feel, like true feelings of love towards his mom. I feel like he just doesn't know her like that, and but he would never oh admit it. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm gonna cry. I mean, there's I obviously there's obviously an emotional connection, and like she question. she's important in his life, but they've literally never met, and it's it's caused all these like 
really, no, really I'm, tough things. I'm yeah. for real crying right now. Okay, I no, thought I'm this was going to be like the double double answers from Didi. I thought that was going to be the vibe for this question. Okay, no? okay. <laughs> you need another okay. one. Wait, wait, wait. I, okay. No, 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 that's fine. I'll give you another one. I just was not, I was not prepared. I'll give you another one from Amethyst. So after Didi said hers, I could say, yeah, I think Amethyst would say, no, thank you. I've had enough. <laughs> she would never yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like Stephen would never be like, this food is terrible. Take it back. <laughs> he would never send food back at a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. He, he, just, <laughs> he just silently like, just tried to eat. Even though it's like, yeah. so different from what he ordered. <laughs> He'd be like, if I close my eyes, these peas do taste like pizza. And <laughs> chew, swallow, chew, swallow. <laughs> so polite. Oh. Okay, cool. Next question is from Lou. They want to know, uh, if you were in the Steven Universe world, what do you think that your gym weapon would be? Uh, probably like, like, a, um, like anime style, like Gunblade. Ooh. Ooh. Like a musket. Mine would be like a, like a, a cannon that shoots out the bits. It'd be like, the bits, the bits. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm answering this correctly, but I put down antibacterial spritzer. <laughs> <laughs> that fights crime, man. I mean, that's fights some germs. real stuff. That's maybe. perfect. Potent. It's good to always have on hand. That, no, that's very practical. I like so it. So in character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's 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 move to the next one. And anonymous wants to know what is the most fun part of your job. This right here. Yeah, seeing friends. Yes. Aww. Also seeing Zach and Dee Dee. Just kidding. They are my friends. Oh. <laughs> Very sweet. <laughs> yeah, the, the the banter, the banter like this in all situations is my favorite. Like yeah. whether, yeah. whether we're in the studio or you know at San Diego Comic Con, like that's it. Yeah, I'm getting so many wrinkles from being in the room with these guys. From for, smiling, no, and stress, laughing. Are we stressing you out? Wrinkles from smiling and laughing. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Ugh. Next question is from Marley SB. They want to know, what was the hardest scene to voice act for? I would just say in general, screaming. Screaming for me in in the records is always stressful for my voice, Um, especially if it's paired with maybe a song. (laughs) I don't know. It's usually not, but... But yeah, that's for me, that's what it is. For me, sometimes it's the speaking parts in between, like within a song. Cause I feel, I find that whenever there's music and then we talk, I always like slip into this like Broadway thing. And I'm like, wait, that's not Amethyst. What am I doing? You're also on like a, a really tight clock for those cause they have to like fit them into a certain time. Yeah. yeah. The timing of it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'd, I'd say, uh, the one at the end of Steven and the Stevens with a hundred Stevens like fighting each other was, it was kind of hard. It, just, it took so much time and was very. It was a lot of screaming, so it was very, very strenuous. But you did it. Yeah, you did. Uh, why? Thank you. Successfully. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Next question is from Ray. They want to know: Do you remember any particularly funny moments from when you were recording? No, none, zero. <laughs> we don't. We don't have. Fun or funny. We don't do the laughing thing. We, it's a serious show, guys. It's a very somber <laughs> mood we try to. There's so much laughter. They're <laughs> joking all the time. <laughs> laughter and laughter. Uh, I think <laughs> efforts, efforts are the most fun. 
for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, the the one time when Robert kept looping that one effort noise you did for like. My other favorite story is when um, Kent and Rebecca had Matt Burnett go buy jumbo sized marshmallows so Grace and I could make proper um, like chubby bunnies type oh. like mouthful noises. Because During we, the middle like, of the record, he went and got them? Yeah, we like moved on from that section and then he like ran down to like the grocery store down the street, got them. And they were like, it must have been like, like the jumbo? Christmas or something. They, they, they had these like jumbo, jumbo novelty sized marshmallows. <laughs> we could fit like, like two, maybe three in our mouths. And it worked. <laughs> oh, also, I have to burp sometimes, and that is hard for me to do on cue. <laughs> if you ever need, I, I burp on cue. If you need me to like sub in for burps, I'll like mm, I'll tag in. A dub. That'd be great. Like a pinch, a pinch burper. Uh. <laughs> that was hey, Zach. I, that was so. No, no, no. Good. The first one was Dee Dee. <laughs> that, wasn't that wasn't a real one though. <laughs> Next question uh, is from Anonymous. They want to know, what would you say has been your top favorite episode to be a part of? So many to list. Started, as far as like episodes that I was like proud to be a part of, Mr. Greg and uh, um, uh, Jailbreak, like like really landmark episodes yeah. like those. Jailbreak mm-hmm. particularly was like a huge turning point for the show, and I, I love yeah, I, I was going to say Mr. Crack. I'm sorry, I, I, I stole your answer. No, 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 no. That's what I was, I was just going to say. That was mine. Yeah, but. mostly because of your section. With it's over. Like no, that's like eighty percent no. of why. That's my mostly because episode. of your section. Okay, no, you're great. You're great. No, you're great. Mine was maybe the Ruby Rider one. Yeah, and then with the engagement at the end, it was just oh, nice. Sure, yes, yeah, just great. Uh, the wedding episode actually is another one because yeah. that was a big turning point. And um, let's only think about love is like. Probably the most difficult song I've done today. It's very challenging, but I, I love it. I oh, love I, hearing you yes. sing that song. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I love all your one. songs. It's almost yes. four minutes, I think. I love all the songs. I love all your songs. <laughs> I love all the songs. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, next question is from Andrew. They want to know, uh, how is recording for a video game different from recording for the show? Oh, it's so different, I think. For oh. one, I mean, the normal crew isn't there. It's a different crew working on the game VO. Yeah, different voice director. Grumpy yeah. face. And I feel like, actually, it, it, in a way, they depend on us a little more yeah, to know because they know that we know our characters. So while there are lines, they also are like, oh, yeah, if you think of, you know, what do you think she would say in this point? Or I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, they, they trust us because um, obviously, like... The the storyboard artists and the directors like over here they know the, the the show just as much even better than we do but they're from an outside place so they they rely on us which can be cool because it's like you know we have that insight on our own characters it's also they do a lot more like banking of sounds for video games there's way more effort noises involved and way more like you know weird command prompts for the player there's a lot of like little details that you have to have to add into a video game that um, you don't necessarily need for the show yeah a lot more. Like yeah, jumping up on variety of mm-hmm. efforts and yeah. stuff. Also, we're not in the room together. Yeah, yeah, right. that's yeah. sad. Me. So we cry the whole time. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So next question is from Joy. I really like this one. They want to know if you could write your own episode, what would it be about, and what would your character be doing? Disclaimer: Don't let me do this because it's, <laughs> it's going to be a mess. Oh no. Okay. If I could write an episode, I would write an episode about the Crystal Gems writing a cartoon episode 
about themselves. (laughs) And and Pearl would be like, ooh, and then I could say a joke. You know, like I feel like (laughs) she'd be like, and then I'd be the comic relief. And at some point in the episode, they all have to like slowly turn, stare, look at camera, and then come back and like just break the fourth wall for a second. Totally. (laughs) I think one of the reasons why I like Mr. Greg so much is because it's a very musical episode. And I think that if I were to write one, it would be all music. Like the whole thing is sung. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And um, we would have some sort of like, kind of like a magic carpet ride type thing because I like I liked that episode where um where Lapis Leslie was uh taking Steven around flying him around like over the, New Jersey yeah, over New Jersey world, yeah get out of our sky you mooks and and, and <laughs> I want I kind of want to see the whole Steven universe I want to see the whole world and with through music oh I love beautiful that. Wouldn't that be nice and that be fun <sighs> Um, That's awesome. I feel like, like from the sky, you know, like we're, yeah. Mine is so crude in comparison. I want like a, <laughs> like a, like a gritty, like, like B-Cobb detective Stephen and Peridot, like, like take down, take down a mob boss type episode. And they, they oh like have God. sunglasses and they're like talking in deeper voices like this. And those clouds are going to get what's coming to them. <laughs> like, oh it's just like a really gritty detective. But, and they fuse at the end because I've been trying to get that Stephen Peridot fusion done. Wait, wait, wait. Say your time. theory. Say your theory. It's okay. Fun. I keep, I keep shouting this to the heavens. I want the Stephen <laughs> Peridot fusion to be instead of double the size, half the size. <laughs> For true shorty squad representation. <laughs> and, you know, when they need somebody to, like, sneak through the air ducts instead of blasting through the front door, Steven and Peridot. When they need somebody yes. that's, like, a little sassier, Steven and Peridot. There's a lot of utility to this this fusion that I, oh, I feel like could be utilized. Yeah. I so. love it. I would like to see this episode. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel valued. That would be perfect. <laughs> okay. I'll, yeah, I really love that question. Um, next one is from Cyan, who wants to know... Uh, is there any food Amethyst doesn't like? I mean, my guess is anything with nutritional value, <laughs> any superfoods, um, I, I don't know, or anything that like kind of lacks, uh, like textural integrity. I feel like it's all about, you know, it's like an exercise. It's like something to do. And if it's just baby food, that's not fun to her. No, like applesauce. Mm-hmm. Is not yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. She's not going to like chug applesauce. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Although she knows. <laughs> I've been known to do it on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> chug, 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 chug. <laughs> okay. One more question. This one is from Andrew. And they want to know, how would gems react to the concept of jewelry? <laughs> This is so funny. I've seen this speculated about a lot with by the fandom, actually, which is pretty fun. Like, in a way, it seems like it's one of those baby Bjorns, you know? Like, maybe they could just carry their friend around with them. Like, it's like the same concept of, like, you like know? Like a Tamagotchi? Yeah, like, it might, it, might, it might be fun if Amethyst could just, like, tromp around Beach City with, like, all our friends on her wrist, you know? I don't know. Could be fun. It's like oh they might God. think we're like keeping them as pets, and that's really messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you if you brought brought homeworld gems to Earth, that they'd be horrified and think we were these this terrible civilization that's like enslaving their people. So they'd they'd be really angry. Yeah, <laughs> that's why homeworld's upset. Actually, that's the plot. Yeah, of that that's why that's... everything happened <laughs> because of a because of a chain. But when when they when they get poofed. 
you know, so when they're still that gem form, maybe that would be the only time they could be used as jewelry mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. they're keeping them close and safe. Oh, actually, yeah. That's you know? Didi. That's brilliant. But what happened? Does like the does the the locket like break when they come back out and like? I'm, oh, I don't know. I was gonna say because you know you can put them in your pocket and then maybe have a hole in your pocket and then exactly. lose them and so I think the jewelry idea might be it's like walking down the street like hey man nice necklace oh yeah these are my cousins yeah <laughs> <laughs> like this is Brandon. This is Brands. They say, what up? Let's be real, though. Business, I feel like, would have a bedazzled fanny pack. She's so functional and fashionable. That's practical. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a pearl pouch. (laughs) All right. That's all the fan questions I got. Thank you guys so much for talking to me. Thank you. Thanks for the great questions. Thank you. The Steven Universe podcast is produced by Charles Abadji, Stacey Para, and Conrad Montgomery. Special thanks to Rob Sorcher, Cartoon Network Studios, The Crewniverse, and Turner Studios in Atlanta. And thanks to all of you guys for listening every week. We really appreciate it. You can listen and subscribe to the Steven Universe podcast for free at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Amazon and Google Smart Speakers. I'm Mackenzie Atwood, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>